Grab a blanket, girl, I'll grab a beer I know a spot not far from here A little place only four-wheel drives can go Hello everybody, and this is Jay with The Back Porch with Jay and Brandon Today we have got a treat for you. We have got a singer-songwriter out of Nashville. Uh, his name is Kyle Cox. For those of those who have not heard of Kyle Cox, he has the, I guess you would call, he's, he's got the same tone and sound as kind of like Okro Medicine Show, the Avett Brothers. We talk about the Avett Brothers quite a bit on this show, but I'm going to tell you, Kyle has got a great sound, and I think he's going to be somebody you're going to hear a lot of here in the near future. How are you, Kyle? I'm doing all right. How are you? We're doing great. So, of course, you can tell this is by phone interview. Kyle is very busy in and out of the studio, touring, doing a lot of shows. So it's kind of hard to, to get out of Nashville and, and come to this small town of Milan to do a show with us. So it was going to be a lot easier just to, to do it over the phone. We're going to let you, you know, hear a lot of his songs. We're going to talk about them. We're going to tell you the stories behind the song and, and also yeah. and talk about a lot of Kyle's past experiences and goals and things like that. So uh, starting out, Kyle, I'm going to go ahead and ask uh where did you grow up i was a, a military brat actually born in texas okay. um but then spent the first like 10 or 12 years of my life moving around a lot and then i call orlando home because i spent the last 17 years of my life in orlando until about five months ago when my wife and i moved up here to nashville okay so you hadn't been in nashville for a very long time what do you think about nashville so far i like it a lot i mean i did my i did a couple records up here and so i've been up here a lot and i have a lot of friends up here a lot of good community and actually three of my groomsmen live up in nashville so it was a really easy transition for us it kind of already felt pretty familiar kind of already really felt need, like home yeah i didn't really need my phone to get around town like i already knew the roads pretty well had a lot of good friends and so it's a real smooth transition i definitely miss my friends in orlando for sure but i uh i didn't feel like i was coming to a place where i didn't know anybody and i was just kind of on the fringes uh, i felt pretty comfortable pretty quickly well that's good we we frequent nashville quite a bit we come in and we'll catch shows you know either somewhere at bridgestone or the symphony or the opry or, or something like that but there's there's always plenty to do in nashville uh, it's a blast man there's it's never a dull moment no doubt <laughs> and of course you never know who you're going to run into or see also yeah <laughs> no kidding We've run into quite a few folks, and, and so far, everybody we've run into has been very, very nice. Yeah, it's, so, a, it's uh, a bunch of, a lot of nice people here, for sure. Well, i tell you what, Kyle, we're going to go ahead and play your first song. First song is going to be called No Future. What can you tell us about this song? Uh, right now, actually, that's, that's probably my favorite song to play live on the record. It's a song I wrote by my wife and I, kind of, it was before we were engaged, I wrote that song, and kind of prophetically, we're living that story a little bit, and so... It, uh, I don't know, kind of, it's got a special place in my heart for sure. I, oftentimes when I'm touring and I'm on the road, my wife's um, back home and so it's, I'm not with her a lot and so it kind of, it's a good sentiment song if it reminds me of her and it, I don't know. It, it, I really like this song a lot. You know, we, we've talked about this a lot on recent episodes, and that's one thing I like about original singer-songwriters is when they sing their songs or perform their songs, especially the originals, you know, it's something that comes from their heart. They can relate to it more, so therefore it sounds better. They've got more emotions into that song, as if you was just up there singing another cover or something that everybody's beat to death a thousand times, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
that's one reason we focus on original music is because you get the true story, you get the true sound, you've got the, the raw emotions that come from that song. All right, we're going to go ahead and play that song and, and let everybody go ahead and start checking you out and see what they think. I think this is going to be a great show. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I appreciate you having me on this. It's not a problem at all. Okay, so this is No Future by Kyle Cox. You're staring out the window Hopes of being far away from here Just you and me, honey Smell adventure floating in the air No money to our name Hardly any food to spare Say the odds are against us That's perfectly fair I may have no future and hardly a plan As long as you're by my side, I'm a better man I'm driving through this town, nowhere we need to be Few reasons to stay, no reason not to leave. The window's down, your hand for me to hold. I've got all I want, so honey, you pick the road. Well, I may have no future or direction I'm in. No matter where you're going, it's who you're going with. where we go Hell, I'm not even sure if you and I will really know and Your mama's gonna worry and your father's anger will grow But they'll soon understand they were us a long time ago I may have no future, but I have you here We'll take what we want from the world, then we'll disappear Life can be a challenge, a never-ending game of chess Too busy for today Always planning seven moves ahead When you're old, it's power When you're young, money and fame What you and I've got Honey, we can't complain 
Well, I may have no future, but hey, who knows? It's where you and I are headed. There's no better place to go. La da 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 da. La da 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 da. La da 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 da. La da 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 da. La da 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 da. La da 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 da. La da 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 da. Hey, this is Brandon Newman from Newman & Webb Law Firm in Trenton, Tennessee. What makes a great musician is what makes a great lawyer, the ability to tell a story. And at Newman & Webb Law Firm, we know how to tell your story. We handle all kinds of litigated cases. That means cases that are handled in court. So if you know someone or if you have a case and you need to speak to an attorney, call Newman & Webb Law Firm in Trenton at 855-2972 or check us out on Facebook because we can tell your story. Okay, and we're back. Again, that was No Future by Kyle Cox. Kyle, what originally got you into music? I originally took piano lessons for a real long time, from the time I was like six years old, seven years old, till I graduated high school. And honestly, I hated it. <laughs> uh, it was one of those things where I wanted to do it real bad, and then my parents are like, well, if you want to do it, you got to keep doing it till you graduate high school. And being seven years old, I'm like, yeah, whatever, that sounds good. And then did not ever want to practice, didn't want to do anything. And so like any good piano student, I picked up a guitar and started teaching myself how to play that. And wanted to be in rock bands and write songs. And so I grew up listening to like ACDC and Pink Floyd and a bunch of classic rock stuff through my parents. And I really wanted to be like a, a, a lead guitar player real bad. And actually did that for the first first bit of me in bands and stuff was playing lead guitar and touring doing that not being the front man and was on a few records uh, a few bands doing that sort of thing but yeah and then i don't know once i got to be about i don't know 21 or so i started really loving the simplicity of just one guy and, or like one vocal and one instrument and just like good storytelling and real simple lyrics that have a lot of depth to them and there's something about that that i really really loved and so i started trying to do that myself and i was still in bands but people got married and had kids and bands fell apart. I started figuring, well, if I want to keep doing music, I might as well just like write and sing my own stuff. I can't really break up with myself, you know? Yeah, uh, that's so. very true. <laughs> yeah, I can't kick myself out of the band. So I started doing that. And yeah, I tried, took probably, probably took about four years to figure out what my voice is or comfortable enough to, to know like what my sound is and what my unique voices to sound authentic and ended up with this record here and i don't know it's constantly evolving i've been writing a lot i already have 15 or so new songs for another record and it's constantly evolving and it still sounds like that but hopefully in a, a unique direction too so i don't know well that's and, kind and, of the and short talking, of it and, and talking about your record it's titled what, what's the title uh, the plan the mess <clears throat> the plan the mess and you know i've noticed okay. You know, this album hasn't been out for, you know, for a long amount of time, but it's already gained a lot of attention. I've, I've yeah. seen where, uh, you know, there's been reviews on American Songwriter, Guitar World, and, and, and various magazines across the country. 
and along as you know and as well as radio interviews podcasts like us and and things like that so you know is is this your first ep i, I would call this my my first like real release like i've done two eps three eps prior to this but this is my first full-length record and this is like i feel confident calling this like okay this is me like the other three eps i felt i was still trying to figure out what i wanted to do there's a little bit of different genre exploring happening on those and i don't know the songwriting isn't quite up, up to what i write now and what i feel comfortable releasing now and so but this probably is the best like snapshot of who i am as an artist for those out there who knows david brothers or listen to david brothers you actually had uh their drummer is it mike marsh yeah yeah mike marsh yeah. actually uh produced this album for you and if i'm not yeah, mistaken he, he was also part of the band dashboard confessional for those who remember them yeah he was he's the original drummer of dashboard as well as is the full-time drummer for the Ava Brothers now. And, yeah, he produced this record and played drums on this record, too, which was really great. He's become a super good friend through the recording process. Actually, just this weekend, we, my wife and I, they were out of town at a wedding, and my wife and I watched their dogs for them and stayed at their house and house that. So uh, we've become real close, real good friends. Uh, I just love that family a lot. He's a great guy. It's a great family. It's been it's been cool, yeah. He uh, and we're talking about doing some new stuff here soon. So oh, hopefully, yeah, I'm excited about getting some new songs down in the studio and start to hear those flushed out. I don't know, maybe start working toward record number two. I know it hasn't been very long since this record's been out, but these things take a while. So oh, exactly. Uh, and we we talk about that some, you know, that folks I don't think realize what all goes on into making a record or even a podcast like we do here you know we run about a 45 minute show but you know people think we may just turn the microphones on and and record and just go with it but you know after this thing is recorded you've got about you know just for a 45 minute show we've got about three to four hours of editing to do on each episode yeah absolutely you know, so there's, there's always, you know, a lot of time involved, but it's something I really enjoy doing. And that's mm -hmm. one reason we ask people to go to our website and, you know, if they like what they hear, you know, to make a donation to help us keep our, our equipment upgraded and, and so on. Kyle, we're going to go ahead and play the next song. It's called Never Looking Back. Can you tell us a little bit about this song? Uh, yeah, that, that one, um, oddly enough, is another song about my wife and I. It's kind of more biographical. Uh, biographical song a, a little bit uh, tells her story in a fun sort of way and it's kind of my ode to Tom Petty too a little bit I love Tom Petty and we Mike and I had a lot of fun producing this song we we got real real creative with the arrangement and instrumentation on it and it's a it's a fun song I, I like the way this one turned out I think Tom Petty has influenced a lot of great artists out there today and and, and he's still out doing it absolutely he's one of the best he's one of the best in the business we're going to go ahead and play that song for everybody and, and, and let them check it out. I was a young boy with not much to love. She was the young girl I was dreaming of. We first met on the east side of the city where the night never sleeps, the bars never empty. If I ain't asleep, you know where you can find me Living life just one day at a time My money was low, 
spirits ran high Lost in a big world with even bigger dreams We had it all, but we didn't own a thing Whole lot of love, but we're still naive Exit 82. The Jackson, Tennessee area is a hotbed of extremely talented musical performers. Join WNBJ for the Exit 82 show. You'll see and hear an amazing variety of original music performed by Jackson area talent. Exit 82 airs every Saturday following Saturday Night Live on Jackson's NBC 39. All right, and we're back. And that was another great song by Kyle Cox. And Kyle, what what made you decide that you could sit down and write music or write a song like that? I don't really know, to be honest. I mean, I, I've always had just, like, desire to create. I always kind of would love to love to draw, love to build. Growing up, I, I grew up skateboarding, and so I would love to build, like, my own ramps and stuff like that. Okay. Um, I was I always loved to draw and, and paint. And I played music, and so naturally, I didn't want to just play other people's songs. I always I wanted to create my own, like just like I wanted, I don't know, create my own skateboard ramps or whatever. And so I just kind of fell into it. I mean, I did it casually for a real long time, and once once I started getting like a little bit of feedback from people, I mean, this is like ten years ago, saying like, "Oh, that's actually pretty good. Like, that's pretty cool." I started taking it more seriously and started writing more. And, and then honestly, like probably the last five years is when I've really sat down and tried to study and be a student of songwriting and really figure out like, what okay, what makes the greats the greats? Like what really makes, right. what makes 
makes one of those songs that's going to stand the test of time. Like, why is it going to do that? And, and so, I, I don't know. That's, that's a little bit a roundabout answer a little bit. But I, I just kind of, I think, I just always love to create. And, and I've always loved music. And so naturally, I, I wanted to create my own songs. I didn't want to just play other people's. And so right. found that I had a little knack for songwriting. And then from there, I've spent a lot of time trying to, to hone my ability and and be the best at songwriting it possibly can be. Well, earlier in this interview, you talked about that you started out at a young age, you know, taking piano lessons and, and things like that, mm-hmm. which, which that helps, you know, that helps you get started on reading music and things like that. But for all the kids that are out there today that are kind of in the same situation, taking piano lessons or guitar lessons, whatever it may be, and of course, you know, you can't pick this instrument up and just start playing it like a professional. It takes a lot of time and mm-hmm. effort. But what kind of advice would you give them today to stick with it? I mean, I think right now it's a better time than ever to learn how to play anything. I mean, you've got YouTube and the Internet. You don't even need, honestly, to pay for lessons anymore. Like, just hit up a Google search on, uh, and just type in, like, how to play guitar. And there's thousands of resources out there, uh, videos, all that stuff. So it's more accessible than it's ever been. I think, for me, I... I don't know. I, I don't know if this is necessarily the right answer, but for me, I always wanted to, I hated playing the stuff that like my teachers made me play. And so right. I think just like play stuff you want to play. Like if I, if I could go back and do it, like I would have just done songs that I love to play and try to be, try to be as engaged in it as possible. Cause music's supposed to be fun, you know? Like I don't, there's right. no point in like forcing yourself to learn stuff you don't want to learn. Like there's no right or wrong answer with music. Or sit, um, sitting down in front maybe, of the piano and playing like Farmer in the Dell or something like that. Yeah, it's just, I mean, you got to start somewhere. I, I'll give you that. And like, it's got to start small, but, but when it stops being fun, I don't know, that's reassess and just, just do things that make you excited to keep playing. If you want to play, if you want to learn Beatles songs, like learn Beatles songs. If you want to play classical piano and play Beethoven and Bach, learn Beethoven and Bach. Like, do what makes it fun and do what keeps you excited. Like, if you want to do jazz, do jazz. Like, I, there's no right or wrong answer. Like, I wanted to learn rock and roll and I was taking classical piano lessons. And so I think that's why I hated classical piano lessons because I wanted to play rock and roll, you know? And so. Yeah, that's totally different. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I, and don't get me wrong, I'm real grateful to have had that experience and I learned learned a ton about music theory and I learned a ton of stuff that like I wouldn't have learned otherwise but I think maybe I would have been a little more engaged and a little more excited had I been learning even just part of my lessons being something that I was looking forward to learning so there's so much music out there there's so many different tastes and there's really no right or wrong like as long as you're sitting down and creating and learning how to play and express yourself like I think that's a great thing. Well, and you also talked about with your songwriting that you started studying more songwriting and that you would like, you know, you would like to put out something that's going to stand the, the test of time. Mm-hmm. Looking back at, you know, everything you've listened to growing up, what song stands out in your head as far as something that has stood the, you know, the test of time, something that you feel like is one of the most ultimate songs that you've heard? Oh, man. I mean, there's just so much. I love, I love John Prime. Uh-huh. Is one of my all-time favorites. The song "Hello" in there is one of my favorite songs ever. Um, I think that's a great song. Um, Sam Stone obviously is a great song he wrote as well. I love both of those songs. I love. There's a band out there. It's pretty pretty recent band called Dawes, and they have the song "Little Bit of Everything" that I think is incredible. I think 
that song's going to be around for a real long time. I think another song of theirs, Million Dollar Bill, I think is going to be another song that's around for a real long time. Yeah, there's just so much good music. It's hard for me to answer that question. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to just narrow it down just to one. Yeah. Um, Ava Brother, obviously, I love. Right. Like, uh, Murder in the City, I think is an amazing song. That I love is a great song. Yeah, they've got a ton of great songs. Uh, yeah, I mean, and one thing so we, we've talked about before, you know, the Avett Brothers and you know, Okro Medicine Show, Edward Sharp, and you know, those, those type of those type of songwriters and, and music, you know, they they're everywhere, and they've got great music, they've got a great sound, but you know, you don't hear them on the radio. Yeah, and that just blows my mind because these folks has got a huge following, but yet, yeah. you know, but but none of your local radio stations are, are playing anything from them, and I, I just don't get that. You know, every every big show I see, you know, kind of like Bonnaroo or, you know, the the Memphis and May or Bill Street Blues Festival, whatever they're calling it now. You know, all of these big festivals. You know, you see David Brothers on there. You know, you'll see uh, Edward Sharp in a lot of them. Old Crow Medicine Show. Uh, Trampled by Turtles, you know, things like that, you know, and these bands have a great following, but it's, you know, but a lot of people don't know who they are because for some reason, you know, corporate radio just don't play them. And, you know, and I That's still a- can't, I, I just can't wrap my head around that. I don't understand it. No, I don't know either. It's a shame. There's a pretty great radio station out here in Nashville called Lightning 100 that does play a lot of that stuff. And they've been kind enough to play some of my songs too, which is great. But yeah, that's, I think that's the exception, not the rule for sure. There's definitely not enough radio stations playing that music. Yeah, I mean, Mike, Mike was telling me about the Avery Brothers. Mike Marsh was telling me that they, they've never had a number one single, which is crazy to me. And they're selling out like, they're selling out Bridgestone Arena. Like, Exactly. 15,000 15, people coming to see them play one show, and they've never had a number one single. It's just like... And then you look at how many albums fun. they've had. You know, people people don't realize how many albums they've had out. You know, they, they've had quite a few out, and they've had quite a few great singles out. And, yep. and still, you can walk up to a few, you know, some people on the street, and they're like, who's that? You know, but if you ever get them to listen yep. to it, then they're like, wow, I really like that. So, yeah, I, I got turned on to them about 2005, 2006, probably, with their emotionalism records. Uh-huh. And, and I was like, this is amazing. And then I went and saw them, too. And there's already, like, at that time, and this is a while ago, um, there was still, like, 2,000 people at the show. And I'm like, how does all these people know about this band? <laughs> How did I never hear about that until now? Yeah, it's it's a lot of great music out there. I think the the genre of Americana is growing fast. Um, I think that's more of along the lines that people want to hear these days instead of having uh you know a lot of the corporate radio shoving stuff down your down your throat or in your ears in your head whatever you want to say. But uh, mm-hmm. we're gonna go ahead and play uh go ahead and play your next song. I believe it's called "I Ain't Been That Lonely Until I Met You." The first time I heard this song, I was like, man, this guy's great. You know, this is, you know, I, you. I, I said, I've got to get this guy on the show at some time. And, you know, I don't think people know, but, you know, we've been talking with you before this show ever got good and started. You know, I was talking to you earlier saying, you know, we got to get you on the show some way or the other. And, and finally, we found a we found a good time and spot to get you in. And, and I, like I said, I think this is going to be a real great show. And I think everybody's going to enjoy your music. Thank you so much. So we're going to go ahead and play this song. Maybe everybody will figure out why I like this guy so much. I ain't been lonely until I met you My walls were up, no one could break through His heart was cold and hard as a stone From years of living life on my own 
But without warning or chance to defend You stole my heart, I was forced to give in But when you're gone, I don't know what to do I ain't been lonely until I met you I ain't been lonely until I met you After listening to that song, I, I told you, I, you know, it's definitely a great song, and this is probably one of the first singles you've had off the album. Is that right? Yeah, that was that was the first single of the music video for it. It was kind of the song. I don't know if it's. It definitely wasn't the first song I wrote for the record, but it was kind of one of the more defining songs of the record. Like when that song was written, it was like, okay, this song, this song is gonna kind of define the sound. I think it's a really great bridge in between the, the full rock and roll songs and the, the simple just me and acoustic guitar songs like no future it's 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 a nice little in between and kind of i don't know that song's kind of been a defining song for me as an artist as well like just like i said very much my i don't know it's been it's been kind of my sound a little bit you know right. um, a little bit of attitude a little bit of rock and roll but still has 
smart lyrics and still can be played by myself on an acoustic guitar, you know. Exactly. Well, what? How did how did it come about you meeting Mike March? How how did y'all meet each other? How did y'all get involved with each other? So I used to, as I said earlier, like I I used to just want to be a lead guitar player in bands, and so I was in this band for a while. And we put out a couple records and played a bunch of shows and uh, did a little touring, regional touring, that sort of stuff. We had a very small, very humble licensing deal this guy would get our songs on cable tv and we'd make a few bucks off of it whatever and that guy happened to be like a fill-in touring guitar player for dashboard confessional um back in the day and uh fast forward to my band breaking up and me writing my own songs probably about 2008 maybe 2009 i don't know something like that maybe 2010 after the band and before i really released anything i was I was wanting to record, and I wasn't sure what to do, and I was writing a bunch of my own stuff, and I sent, this guy's name is Henry, and I sent Henry my songs, and I was like, hey, I don't know if you like these or not, or what you think. I'm looking to record them, I'm not really sure what to do about that. And he's like, well, let me send them to a buddy that I know, and that buddy happened to be Mike. He's like, if he likes it, he'll help you out. And so Mike turned out he really liked it. Um, and actually, the first, the first few songs we worked on together, I actually just sent him acoustic demos, um, from Orlando, he recorded the drums up in Nashville and then sent me the drum tracks, and I did the rest in Orlando. And that went really well, and I really, um, I was still trying to figure out who I was as an artist, you know? And then once that was done, Mike hit me up and was just like, hey, why don't you just come up to Nashville, do a couple songs with me, let's see how that goes, see if you, if we hit it off in the studio together, whatever. Um, so that's when we did what was what's called the Nashville Sessions. So I locked doors and how it goes on it and that went so well we knocked those two songs out in four days and as i was leaving the studio as we were done with those songs he like we were loading the gear in my, in my vehicle and in, in my truck and he goes why don't you just write a full-length record and then come back with a record and we'll do a whole record together and so spent the next year writing the songs and then june of 2013 uh headed back up to nashville to record this the plan the mess and then June of 2014 is when I got the masters for the plan the mess back um, when everything was done a year later and right. then September of 2014 is when I actually officially released it okay and yeah and, and from like I said from what I've heard you know it's it's a great album and and you know for those who who like vinyl I think it's also available on vinyl is that correct yeah sure it's available uh, through something to break records it's small independent vinyl focused label uh, they were kind enough they heard the record they loved it and they're kind enough to say hey we want to we want to support this we want to help you get this on final so we put they put out a limited run there's only 300 press but it's double it's a double lp it's two vinyls it's cut at, a, at 45 rpms so it's a higher sound quality right. um, and uh you can get you can get that off of their website what is the website it's either something to break or something to break records.com if you just type something to break records into google you'll find it you can buy it off of their website and or you can buy it at a show uh through me okay and talking about shows who would you say as far as those you've opened up for who have you been more i guess starstruck by i don't know i haven't necessarily most of the people i've been opening up with and touring with are friends of mine so that's been real helpful i've been more starstruck i think by venues i've played more uh -huh. so than like actual bands i've played with like, I got to play out at the Troubadour out in L.A. I was okay. playing guitar for a buddy, and that was just 
unbelievable. That was a really fun experience. And it was sold out. It was a great crowd. I got to play a sold out House of Blues, which was really fun. And so I've been more like starstruck by the venues and opportunities that I've been right. around more so than and of course, uh, actual uh, the House people. of Blues is, is a huge venue. Not just yeah, it was. It was amazing, man. You know, 13-year-old Kyle was freaking out and giving myself high fives. I was just super stoked. I couldn't believe that, like, (laughs) I grew up watching shows at that place, and now I'm sitting in the green room that's overlooking the stage and, like, watching watching the show happen and seeing a sold-out crowd. It was just really a neat feeling, man. It was really cool. I tell you what, we're going to go ahead and go to your next single. It's called uh, Bring Us to Our Best. Tell us a little bit about that song. Um, That song was actually the song that, the title of the record came from there's a there's a chorus that the, the the repeat chorus at the end of the song um it goes it's in the plan it's in the mess and so that's where that's where that the title of the record came from and that song i think kind of just ended up being the the, the i don't know as far as lyrically going like the defining song of where i was in my life and still kind of in my life during the recording process it was it was a very not stable time, like not not emotionally, but just more financially. And I All had right. no plans. I didn't I didn't really know. My wife and I were still trying to figure out stuff. We wanted to move, but we weren't sure what we were gonna do. I didn't have a job. I was just recording. I wasn't really making money at this time uh, because I'm spending so much time in a studio. I couldn't go out and play shows. I couldn't make any money. I'm just spending money and stuff. It was one of those times where everything is, like, really not super easy. And I think there's a and, lot of people today that can relate to that. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's and that's life in general. And I, I kind of wrote this song as, like, a little anthem reminder of, like, when things get real tough, that it's not necessarily about where you're going. It's more about the journey and, like, and those tough journeys are what is going to make you be the best that you can be. And it's not a new, it's not a new thought. It's not a new idea. But it's just my way of saying that, like these tough things bring us to our best. Like if you if you allow these opportunities to shape you and make you better, they'll, they'll make you the absolute best you can be. Okay, well, let's go ahead and listen to it. Step can be a battle 
Right, and we're back, and we've had another great song by Kyle. Now, for those who want to know more about you, or if they want to book you or buy your album, where, where can they find you at? Um, the easiest place is uh, the internet. I mean, you just go to kylecoxmusic.com. Um, I'm on Twitter a lot, just twitter.com slash kylecox. And actually, that's how we kind of got in contact with each other. Uh, on Twitter, when I set up the Back Porch account, one of the uh, you know musicians I set up as, as like in as the Avett Brothers, and then Kyle shoots me a message, hey, you know, one of these guys, you know, produced my album. So we just kind of got to, to talking from there, and, and now, you know, we, we got him on the show, and like I said, we, we really love your music. I, I think it's great. I think you do have a, a great future in store for you. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Before we close out, I want to remind everybody, you can go to our website. It is tennesseebackporch.podbean.com. You can go there and listen to any of our episodes that we've had previously. You know, we have a lot of genres on this, ep- you know, on this show, this podcast. So, you know, we, we don't go or stick with just one type of genre. The show is for everybody. Um, something else we do, we do have a sponsor link on there. We've got a couple of sponsors that's helped us out with this show. We ask that you visit their sites. 
and you know support them as much as you can if it wasn't for them the show would be a lot harder to do and also if you like what you hear we ask that you please make a donation to the back porch and we mentioned earlier that these donations they don't go in our pocket but they do go to upgrading equipment keeping things running the expense of the website and and so on so uh, we're going to go ahead and close out with this final song from kyle the name of the song is going to be i found love what can you tell us about that song kyle kind of a classic heartbreak song but hope with like a little hopeful twist uh, and a little bit I, I mean it deals with a guy and a girl sort of relationship but i think it can kind of be applied to anything it can kind of be applied to any situation where you you found what you want but that thing that you want whether it's a job or a place to live or, or a relationship or whatever um, that thing that you want hasn't really i don't know metaphorically speaking hasn't really noticed you and so it's just kind of that situation but the whole thing of like just because it hasn't really found you doesn't mean you you give up and you stop chasing after it so that's kind of the adage behind it okay well kyle we really appreciate you coming on the show today it's been a blast um i think we've had a lot of good conversation about you and your music so we're going to close the show out playing this song and before we before we play this song i want to remind everybody that you can also hear this podcast the back porch with jay and brandon you can listen to us on Stitcher Radio. We are available on there. We ask that you visit Stitcher, pull us up, give us great reviews. You can also listen to us on this new internet radio station that's coming into Jackson. It's called Hub City Radio. And that's going to help us. We're going to be streamed on iTunes Radio, and we're also going to be on TuneIn Radio. So I think that's going to help us out a lot. You know, internet radio seems to be the way to go now. So we're trying to help and get these original singer-songwriter songs out, you know, for everyone to hear. So we're going to close with this song. Kyle, thank you very much for being here with us today. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it a lot. There's a hole in my chest where my heart used to be. Never gave it to you, you stole it from me Lying on the floor, just left here to bleed The room's growing cold It's getting harder to breathe I found love, but it's not been kind It takes what it wants, then leaves me behind And I should give up, no, I still believe